Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to The Real Times with Kimberly Marie. And Bianca Rachelle. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Whew, let me tell you something. Oh, well, okay. No, let me tell no, you something. You didn't even say how you... Uh, you, you know, know how like, I was doing. I asked you how you was doing. Let me check my manners. Kim, how you doing? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm feeling smegular, degular, regular. <laughs> not smegular. You know, you know, it's it's not too, you know, too much. Oh, I do want to say, because this podcast will be out in time. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> is turning 12. Really? We talking about really? Girl, yes. My nephew is not somebody. Both of them. Why you only no. do one? Because my niece's birthday is like a week next week. So my nephew' birthday is tomorrow, the third. Well, actually, after before we release this podcast, his birthday. So I want to send a happy birthday out to my nephew. It's like yesterday. I remember my sister telling me she was pregnant, and I was like, Oh my god! Thank you. Like. And I remember like taking, you know, babysitting them, watching them, buying them stuff, you know, because you know the first kid always gets ridiculously spoiled. Yeah. But I was, spo- I spoiled both of them rotten. But I mean, it was just like the first grandchild. He's turning twelve. It doesn't even seem like twelve years. Like it, it really doesn't. Isn't like, it like I go by the kids and I'll be like, damn, I feel like I've known y'all entirely too long. Like, whoa. I don't know because when I met y'all, think about it. Tony was barely walking. Wait, that's not true. Tony was yeah, he was like maybe to Liz's knee, maybe when I met y'all. And Kennedy was still being carried because she was still in a high chair when we would go to brunch after church. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, damn. they are growing. They are getting older and soon they'll be off in college. Okay, you need to calm down. No, I don't really don't want them off in college because I told them, you know, when they were younger and they still remember that I told them I would give them both a, a, a hundred to a hundred fifty, two hundred dollars uh, each month. So I actually don't want them to, to remember those things. Oh, so you behind. No, no, no. I said when they get to college. Like, you know, when you oh, get to college. when they get in college. I thought you were saying, like. And I told them, you know, that I would give them, like, you know, a little spending money each month. I'd give them, like, $150 each month to go get some groceries, you know, spend, you know, do what you need to do. Everybody uh, responsible with that money, Auntie Kim. Well, you know, shoot, everybody going to get hungry. They're going to they gonna spend it on some food now. So, so hopefully, uh. You know, I told I told them that when they were younger, younger. Huh? So you're gonna be out four hundred dollars. I said one hundred to to two hundred. I see how much I want to give now. I might I might you know give give you know one hundred. I'll be out two hundred dollars. Look, shoot, look. If I would have got, if an aunt or uncle would have just said, "Hey, I want to give you twenty dollars while I was in college," I would have said thank you. Yeah, but twenty dollars used to do a lot when we was in college. Nah, hold on. You act like I went to eight. <laughs> you know, I went to stone, stone ages. Now, $20, I still, I, $20 a month wasn't going to do nothing for me. 
I mean, it was going to give me a little something, a little taste of a Happy Meal, but <laughs> you act like I was going to school in the 80s when somebody was giving you $20 and you was like, I'm going to go down south and, and I'm going to go to the power. I mean, I'm just saying, I know for me, when I was in college, $20, while it wasn't a lot, that was a full tank of gas. Like, Well, $20 sometimes is a full tank of gas right now for some people. But look, I, like I said, I don't care if it's 20 I don't care if it was 10 I would have took anything my aunts gave me, my aunt, my aunts or my uncle. They both could have. Look, I, my hand would have been out for everybody because the, the look. I don't mind the color green. You can give me, or you can give me your card. Somebody could have gave me a food stamps card when I was in college. You know, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have been mad if somebody would have said, "Hey, here's my food stamp card. Go ahead and get you a hundred dollars worth of groceries." Damn, my grocery bill used to be so high. Like my grocery bill is. Still high, yes. What were you doing in college that your grocery bill was high? You wasn't eating, um, I mean, that was the time of your life when you should have been eating, uh, uh, what's that, uh, uh, craft mac and cheese, sandwich meat. I was I eating, mean, I'm not gonna lie, you was eating pretty good. I, I, I mean, you were eating steak and shrimps, and <laughs> I mean, we was having like gumbo, shrimp. Like, what are y'all doing over there in college? I mean, we. I, I'm not gonna bullshit you. We we ate good. But I was. I lived on campus all four years. There wasn't no living off campus for me because I didn't have an off campus car. So it was on campus for me. I didn't live off campus. And then the, like the apartments they had off campus, it was a little. It was a long process with mine. By the time they like gave me my my uh, they had my apartment ready. It was like almost mid semester. So I was like, uh, why do I no? Just give me like let me stay on the campus. You gonna. <laughs> What? You so, know, I just, um, while I enjoyed college, it's not a time I'd want to go back to. Well, I didn't mind it. Because it was, I, had some, I had some, like, good memories. You know how when you have, like, those good, like, and look, I'll take anything where I didn't have to pay full bills and still was living a semi you know, docile view of reality because you didn't really understand like all it took to really, really, really be grown because where you still worked while you were in college, you still didn't have all of those bills that you have now. You know, student loans. You know, it feels like when you get old. should not be a real bill. I, I just, I don't care what anybody says. Well, yeah, we should be like, well, you know, some countries... I, I, I'll, I'll stick by this pay females like pay women to go to college some you know and then you go have some co- uh you know countries where like what five thousand a, a a year to get a a degree and it's like a top university and you paying five thousand a year look at a top university if you want to go to like harvard or you want to go to yale it's not five thousand dollars you get what i'm saying so you have to think like though like what's what's going on where we can't even go to sometimes even community college for I don't even know if you can go to community college really for a year for five thousand. I'm not even trying to be funny. I don't know because I don't really know how much community college is. I don't know, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to look up how much community college costs, but but I do find it like very like strange that. It's just, it's just Houston, you know, Texas, not Texas, but, well, Texas is backwards, but the whole United States is so backwards when it comes to education, but yet want to be so, let's take us serious, let's do all this stuff, but we're going to get back to uh, 
to what you was going to get into before before we get into, you know, dragging who we're going to drag. Oh, so, well, I just got so much. Okay, let's just do, let's do one and then I go. Okay. We go back and forth. So here's my thing. And I, I'm going to talk about a TV show because, I, you know, I find it so hard to find good TV shows. Like Queen of the South went off. Well, not went off, like, but the season ended and I finally caught up on that. Then I had caught up on SWAT. Well, kind of. I'm, like, still, like, a couple episodes behind. Then I was finally caught up on Prodigal Son. And I was just like, oh, I need a good show. So I turned to where else? Netflix. Y'all, I'm, dis- I'm getting disappointed in some of Netflix. Not all of them, but some of their choice selections. So the first one I picked was, I think, Behind Her Eyes. And I was like, nope, this ain't it. Like, it just gave really creepy vibes and not like creepy in like a thriller way. Just like creepy, like I'm gonna be annoyed by the end of this season and I'm just not gonna like it. So I stopped watching it. I didn't even make it to the first episode. Then I started watching, um, what is it? Uh, uh, Jenny and uh, Georgia? Yeah. So that one, that one was decent. But then as again, I got tired of watching that one. So before I tried to cut it off, I went to Google it to see like what I was missing, you know, like let me let me see if I'm really gonna miss something on the show. Let, let, let me Google it. But then to my surprise, Kim, who popped up first was Taylor Swift. And I was like, why is Taylor Swift popping up like on a show that she's not on? So I like, of course, had to do more research. And I was like, really, Taylor, you have nothing else to do besides criticize this TV show? Like yeah. Well, hold on. Okay, so I have a what's the name of the show again? I Jenny, believe Jenny Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, because her so, name is Virginia. Okay, so I want to ask before we like, because I don't, I honestly don't know anything about this show. So I want to ask for somebody who actually likes. How many episodes did you watch? I think I only got to episode five. Oh, so you watched a couple. So is it like, like what you got from it? Is it young, like high school students, college no, students? It's like-, like high school students and like the background without giving any spoilers because I hate when people do that. Well, I don't. Do you, do you think this? Do you think this this show is something that um our viewers will watch? I mean, you could. But we're older than the mom, if I'm not mistaken. Because I think mom- you get the spoilers. Huh? I think you can give the spoilers. Well, I mean, I'll just tell you this. The mom <laughs> had the baby, I think, when she was, she had her first kid when she was, like, two, um, like, older than, I mean, sorry, younger than 16 when she had her oh. first And, like, but the girl had, like, a real, like, the mom. She had a really crappy life. Like, she dealt with some abuse. Then, like, she just had to figure out how to survive on her own and she figured out that you know pretty girls typically have a better time at survival like you were only as strong as you are pretty kind of is what basically the message was because what she was doing was she was marrying these rich men and she only married i think two to my knowledge one guy was a creep and he deserved what he got and then the second the first guy, which I didn't get to that episode, but from what I read, um, he was just a douchebag. Like, he was abusive or so, on some level he was abusive and was trying to take her daughter from her. So she married him 
to make sure that he didn't take the daughter or something like that. Now, I could be completely wrong on the first husband, but the second husband was a creep. Like, he was borderline, like, he was um, kind of like borderline like a pedophile is what it looked like because there's one scene where the guy owns yoga studios. So, like, they were practicing yoga, and when her mom left, when uh, Georgia left, the husband comes down, or the husband came down, but then Georgia left, was like, I'm going to start on dinner. And he started to correct Jenny's form. And she was like, okay, thanks. I got it from here. But then he was like slowly letting his hand like inch up her, like inch up her leg to her crotch. And she was like, I I got it. And like the mom was standing right behind and she watched all this and she was like, oh, okay, dinner's ready. But then I don't even think it was like, well, they don't tell you the time span, but all of a sudden she was making his morning smoothie and old dude mysteriously had a heart attack which led to a car accident and then he died because you know he had a car accident behind the wheel of the car well that to me was i mean yeah it was murder but that's understandable because if you put your hands on my daughter mm-hmm. you know like or my kid in general like all bets are off so it kind of just picks up from there so it's something we would watch and it's something super relatable right because hmm everyone goes through high school feeling like on some level like they don't belong or if they belong like they were barely skating by you know what i mean like so it was relatable on a lot of different levels is it something i would pick up and watch again no because when queen of the south comes on i'm going to completely forget about this show um so you watched all of this i just want to say something you watched all of this and, and we're gonna go back to taylor swift because she's acting like a donkey's ass uh, and if you are a taylor swift fan let me tell you something i don't care I want you to fully understand. I want you to fully hear me. I don't care because Taylor to me, and this is just me. She was acting like a Karen, but you know, I call, sometimes like to call her Karen Swift. And one thing, let me tell you the re- one of the reasons why uh, uh, Taylor Swift get on my nerves. You know why she get on my nerves? One of the reasons why she get on my nerves is because she had my black ass out here doing the one thing I didn't want to do during a time I didn't want to do it. You know what that was? Defending Kanye West ass. Remember she came for Kanye West and he had to pull out them receipts and was like, I had you on the phone and I said, and you said this and all that. Remember that was the time when people was like over Kanye and he was like getting his like, and I'm just like, damn. And you know, you know, it's the one thing that black, (laughs) black people (laughs) don't like do it is when we got to defend you because you know, we ain't gonna let nobody else talk shit about you. Now we might talk shit about you. We can't nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was really annoying. Like I want, I didn't. That wasn't a time where I wanted to be having, you know, Kanye West back. But 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 old Taylor Swift ass, you know, made me scoop in, and made me, you know, have Kanye West back. And you know, I don't be liking that. You know, it's just annoying. But I do want to say, you watch you you went on Netflix. You saw all that on Netflix, and you didn't turn on behind her eyes. I turned it on, but then I watched one clip <laughs> and I mean, not one clip. I watched half the first episode and um, there's like a scene there where she's like standing in the bathroom crying and, you know, it leads to like a dream that she had. And then I was like, oh my God, is she, wait, am I allowed to give spoilers on this? You ain't giving no spoilers because what you think it is, is not. So go ahead and t- talk okay. about it. So I was like, oh my God, is she dead? 
Like, just because of how the the nightmare slash dream was. So then I started reading about it. And the more I read about it, I was like, mm, Yeah, you said it. You should have watched that show because I watched it. I think it's like, yeah, six episodes. I watched it all six back to back. And let me tell you something. That ending, child, I, this is why I tell black people who, when I see that they meddling in white folks' business, to stay out of white folks' business. Because white folks' business is very dangerous. White folks' business is business. <laughs> I, I never want to be a part of. I, I always tell people, and, be, and look, I used to be, I, like we all know, we've all worked with a lot of white people now. That's just the way of this United States. And we've all seen a lot of their business. And we all seen their business play out. And one, of, I'm one of those people who look from a distance. And sometimes I just be minding my own business. They'd be like, you didn't see what's going on? Nah, because y'all business is too dangerous for me. So no, I don't want to mess with y'all business. Y'all's business is too dangerous for me. You know that. But I'm going to say, but I'm going to go back. And this is what Taylor Swift had to say. Okay, so apparently in one of the episodes, again, I have not seen this show. Bianca knows more than me about this show. Uh, a line was said was, what do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. That's it. That's the line. No. I mean, but Taylor Swift has also poked fun at like how many times she's gone through men and like people saying that because I feel like it was in one of her songs. But I just want to say like that's how she that's how that was said. That that's how that was said. I'm looking. She, she that's how that was said, and she went on uh, Twitter. Because she was just so hurt. Like a Karen. Karen Swift. It's like a good old... Where, where is Taylor Swift from? I feel like she's from like a down south, very hill. I'm not going to lie to you. That takes a lot of effort and I have no fucking... <laughs> like, it sounds like she's not from like... It sounds like she's from a place where she loves to play the victim. Now, the only time I'm going to give Kanye... I'm, the only time I'm going to give Taylor Swift a victim role is when Kanye West got up on there and grabbed her mic and said, Beyonce deserved this award. Now, that's one time I'm going to say... <laughs> And you know what? I hate the day that Kanye did that because that's when she really blew up and got in this spotlight. We, we honestly, you right? Because before she was very under underplayed and like her music really wasn't going. In. But when she transitioned, is when really when she blew up. But Kanye, he might have played a role in that. Mighta, he did play a role. If he, if, I, I do you think if he if he never snatched that mic, and I'm not even trying to like tell her that she's not a good songwriter. No, because I think she still would have blew up because, like, her songs, you know, really are catchy. And, you know. But her, what if you were doing a biopic of her life? The big turnaround would be, I would say, when Kanye grabbed that mic. No, I think the big turnaround was when Beyonce let her finish her speech on her time. No, but it, it doesn't matter. The, the reason why Beyonce let her finish her speech is because Kanye grabbed the mic. <laughs> I mean, I think you can't, you, you, you can't go up there and be like, oh, Beyonce, thank you. They're going to be like, well, why did Beyonce let you do a speech doing her? Okay. Oh, because Kanye grabbed your mic. And you know, that's why I said, this is another reason why I say Kanye get on my nerves because he be bringing people in a spotlight. He don't need to be bringing in a spotlight. You should never grab that mic, Kanye. You ain't had no business grabbing that mic now. You can always think about what you want to say. But no, this is what she said. She said, hey, Jeannie, uh, Jenny and Georgia. Is it Jeannie? You said Jeannie? 
I think it's Jenny and Georgia. Honestly, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it's Jenny and Georgia. Okay. Jenny and Georgia, a 2010 called, and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop regarding hardworking women by defining this horse shit as funny? Also, and she at Netflix, after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. Now, let me just say this. She wrote all this stuff and was trying to be, you know, you, you know, she calls herself a feminist. She um, uh, did all this stuff and then said Happy Women's History Month, I guess. And, and you know, I, I, I think I've heard her say something about Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. But the thing that gets me, and if she did, y'all let me know. But I don't think she told her little, I don't know what they call her fans. I, I don't know what they call them. I don't think she wrote a tweet. And actually, I'm looking at it. She didn't. She didn't write a tweet telling her fans not to attack the black. Who, so who's the black actress? What is her? Is she Jenny or is she Georgia? She's Jenny. So she didn't um, have her. She didn't add her fans and say, hey, uh, whatever her fan names are. Uh, let's not attack the black actress because she didn't write the script. Right. She has nothing to do with it. You know, we can't say that Black Lives Matter. We can't say we want more black women in Hollywood. We can't say we want all this stuff. All they're tr doing is getting the opportunity that they were given. You know, so let's not do that. Or she just could not have a, even attacked the show to begin with. Because when she attacked the show, she brought more attention to it. She brought more hate to it. And so now those people are in the black girl's comments calling her a bitch calling her a hoe, calling her a slut, telling her, you know, once you cross Taylor, you cross us, all this stuff. I mean, she's probably, I'm guessing if any, I probably would just turn her comments off. So now she's had I mean, to turn her girl had nothing to do. I mean, once again, she is just the instrument. She's not the writer, you know, mm -hmm. like. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. How is that okay to attack her? How is that okay? Why, why would she not tell her fans, hey, you know, that's what I'm saying. When you when you write things, you have to think of the consequences that will happen. And let's just keep it real. A lot of Taylor Swift fans are white. Right. And I would not be surprised, it's just from me, if a lot of those fans have a little bit of racism in them. Because uh, she grew up uh, um, in the aspects of country. She was, a you know, considered a full country star before she kind of switched over to like, I want to say pop country or something she calls herself. Because I still think she gets nominated for country awards. But she oh, also okay. nominated for pop awards. And we know that country music has a deep line of racism in it. Let's just keep it real. We know it does. So to me, you know, you, your little so-called fans who's calling this girl. And I know, and I know, there's no way you're going to tell me this, this black girl hasn't, been, hasn't got the N-word. Hasn't got death threats. Hasn't, because, you know, psycho, psycho fans, you know, they love to send death threats. They love to cuss you. But I bet you the writers are not getting any of that heat. Oh, none at all. And that's what's so crazy. Like, oh, it's just so hard to find good TV shows. Then you do. Then, well, you get bored if you're me. But then you see all this. And, like, honestly, even if I wasn't interested in the story, I'd keep watching it just to support the girl because i do like the i don't even know her name i do like the actress who plays the daughter i really do mm -hmm. but see the thing is 
all sh- all their all this hate is doing and all this thing they're gonna watch the show because that's what dumb idiots do they don't just like leave it like ignore it they go and watch it so you're gonna give netflix more views on it you're gonna give netflix they're gonna why would they why would they cancel it they're gonna do a season two then they're gonna be like are you kidding me all this backlash taylor swift even tweeted about us okay let's add that in season two you know what i'm saying like what are you doing and i hope the black girl understands that she didn't do anything wrong she just said her line you know yeah. yeah but you know also what i want to you know what i you know what thing i said earlier about behind her eyes and i said one thing i said is about my black folks minding uh staying out of white folks business remember i said that that's what i want todrick i want you to stay out of Taylor. can you like mind your business like every like it's not needed for you to say everything and for you to, you know, in the process of uh, of you being, you know, you're also slut shaming other people because you, and this is what he said. Also, she hasn't dated a, a crazy amount of people. The jokes makes no sense and not that it matters, but I can think of quite a few pop stars who run through men slash women like it's cardio and no one mentions their names. The double standards are ridiculous. Um, what? Um, if we're going to talk about all the black, and this is not me just being, you know, let's talk about all the black, uh, rap, uh, 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 female rappers, all the black, uh, female, um, what do they call those Instagram influencers who always get called hoes? So how many, how, let's just keep it real. How bad does Lori Harvey get talked about? Well, you get what I'm saying? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how the constant disrespect for uh, uh, who, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, oh, she's with them, she's with them. you get what I'm saying? Let's talk about all this. How many times have we heard Lil' Kim be called a hoe? Right, exactly. You know, but he ain't never came, has he ever come to Lori Harvey's? Has he ever come to Lori Harvey's rescue? Has he ever come to Lil' Kim's rescue? Has he ever come to any of those black uh, uh, female uh, influencers res- uh, rescue? Let's just keep it real. Black China, she's been called a hoe several times. Called the pass around and all that stuff. Has he ever come to her rescue? She's black, ain't she? Has he ever come to her rescue? No, well, not to my knowledge. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And then he and then this to me, like I don't know how old the actress who played Jenny is, but I can tell she's young just by looking at the pictures. Yeah, she looked young. Like I could tell she's a new to Hollywood, maybe young star, rising star, you know? And for him to say this, lastly, as actors, sometimes we are just happy to be in the room. We'll do or say uh, say whatever we must uh, do to get the job done. I've done it. But times, are uh, they are a-changing. If something feels wrong or unethical, or un or unethical to you, you must speak up. Don't let these writers make you a, a fool. She's twenty three, probably still new. But I'm just saying, don't let these writers make you look like a fool. Something feels unethical. Speak out about it. What do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. Is that an unethical line? I don't think so. Or is it just a part of the script? I mean, like, it could have been a bad joke, if anything. But, I mean, is that a... I don't don't think it was unethical. I mean, 
you just oh. mad that you called a hoe. It was a polite way of saying you're you be running through them or they be running but through. But if them. you don't they think you run through them, if you don't care, then you shouldn't care about the joke. If you like, well, you know what? I'm 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 having my fun. I mean, for me, Taylor Swift, you young, you can date whoever you want to. You can do whatever you want. And then I think about it this way: if every celebrity got super offended by, how, like, perfect example, if Kim Kardashian or any of those Kardashians got mad by how many times people were like, "Yeah, they done ran through her." what the fuck we would always hear them crying on instagram granted they're always crying about something we always hear it about that like there's some things you just gotta roll with the punches you know you don't think michelle get tired of being talked about kel uh beyonce whenever they be making little sly comments mm -hmm. granted, the beehive is vicious uh okay look like everybody every celebrity is not there's no celebrity off limits so like, mm -hmm. i feel like taylor took it too personal and for her fans to be attacking a 23-year-old, I just think that's really in poor taste. Like, I feel like you need to do something else with your time. Yes, and you know what you can do with your time? You could be attacking somebody else who's deserving of it, okay? Use that pent-up energy and attack Greg, Greg Abbott. Girl, that Cause, part. Because Greg, if I, I mean, Did I miss something, Kim? Were y'all not without lights for, like... See, this is the thing that gets me with Greg Abbott. I don't know, and I, I and this is the, like I honestly was agreeing with Sylvester Turner, Mayor Sylvester Turner, when he was saying, I don't know if what Greg Abbott is doing is literally trying to deflect from the fact that people, you know, millions of people went without power, you know, any electricity, people died, people, you know, all this stuff that's going on with Erica. I don't know if he's trying to use that. As a, you know, trying to open up and, and do everything. Now, as we all know, if you don't know, we are in a stage of coronavirus. I don't, I don't think Greg, I think Greg Abbott thinks that we are at the end of the tunnel. But I do know that 50% of Texans have not got the vaccine. Like, literally, we are, we are not even at 50% of people who got the vaccine in Texas. And what I do know is that Greg Abbott's stupid ass has said that we are opening up the state. A hundred percent. One, zero, zero. Not 90, not 70. He said 100%. Now, mind you, we are still having what? I think they said, I want to say either Texas or Houston have 1,400 cases just Every day. Right. I mean, because think about it. During during the winter freeze, everyone was on top of each other, you know, trying to make sure, just honestly trying to survive, like all jokes aside, trying to survive. Then all of a sudden, hasn't even been a good month. And you acting like, oh, yeah, let's just open this up. And then to say masks aren't required anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he said, along with saying that restaurants bars any restaurant is open 100 i'm also doing away with the mandatory mask mandate now texas already was half-ass wearing a mask anyway basically texas. thank you but at least when you went to you know like the grocery stores they were like no you are still going to wear your mask in here you're not going to get in you know at least they were still able to force those laws in but now they're basically saying we don't care about the workers. We don't care about, you know, uh, the workers being scared of coronavirus. Because, I mean, you got to think about the the uh, the grocery store workers. 
who already have to be there extended hours because, you know, they already don't have enough people because they had to cut some people off due to, you know, you know, the shortened hours, all of this stuff. Now you have to tell them, even though you're scared about these people still bringing in coronavirus to you because we all still can't get the shot. I can't go make an appointment tomorrow. It's all, you know, it's still, we're, we're, we're dealing with the older. Now they said that they're opening the vaccine to uh, what the, uh, 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 if you're a uh, teacher, if you know a school aide, all of that, now they're getting the uh, chance to go get the uh, shot. So I still can't go, not saying I want to, but I still can't go and say, hey, you know, sign me up for an appointment at, 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 at two, you know, at 2 p.m. so I can get the va- vaccine. I still can't do that. It's really beyond getting the vaccine, right? Because even if you get the vaccine, you should still wear a mask because that's what Dr. Fauci and everyone's saying. Like the vaccine might help you, but it's also helping others not to catch it, even if you're asymptomatic or you don't realize that you are. So the mask is still the best way to go. Like the mask is something that is so simple. I've been saying this for the longest. It's so simple. And I don't understand why Texas is having texas and florida i feel like are having the biggest fucking issues with just complying yeah but i don't get like what i don't get is how greg abbott i mean i could see mississippi because that that governor is like literally a dumb well you know him and him and greg abbott are both dumb fucks they're both stupid fucking idiots who who both we, we could we could just roll them both down uh, a nice lady because they're both stupid. They're bo- and this is the thing. This is To me, this is what Greg Abbott is basically saying. I don't care if Texans die. Because what's going to happen is that I saw somebody. People who've lost loved ones. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. I even saw somebody say, well, now that it's getting hotter, you know, because if you didn't know the, the virus was seasonal. So now that it's getting harder, hotter, the, the virus is already dying off anyway. Work? Okay. I, you know, I, I, as somebody said that, I was just like, so are we, have we not been, so so have we not been in a pandemic for almost a year? Oh, no, 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 matter of fact, a, a year. Yeah, March. So March I was thinking. Well, so, that would be a year from when I, yeah, that would be my year when my pandemic started. Oh, the well, you know, this it's past the year when they first had the first case in America. But my whole thing is when I was thinking, like, so we didn't have the pandemic in the summertime. We wasn't all breathing hard in that mask in the summertime. Girl, I know. You. I know. Look, I ain't never had my mask below my nose. But let me tell you something. And I'm not saying I did in the summertime, but I was, I was almost damn near dying trying to go. <laughs> It ain't nothing like trying to walk with that mask on. Like, no bullshit. <laughs> like, my lungs should have, like, superpowers. Like, Remember like, we thought we could walk to, what, uh, Garrett's Popcorn? And we realized we that... We were inhaling horribly. I was like, no. <laughs> and we got turned around, and I was just like... <laughs> but I would, like, refuse to take my mask down to breathe. And I was like, no, I'm just going to walk. Like, and my mask was so wet by the time we got to like, because I was drenching in sweat and like me breathing with my mouth open. I was like, oh my God, like, oh my God, like this is so real that like, and I still remember, 
Wow. That was very hot weather, and people were still dying of the coronavirus. Yeah. So to act like it's not and just be like, oh, yeah, we're open for business as usual. Just disrespectful. Like, so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you are one of those people who want to test it, because I, I, from what I'm hearing from what people are saying, well, Atlanta has been operating and has been moving around and all this stuff. And they're living their best life. Because from what I hear from people who have gone to Atlanta or live in Atlanta, that they just walk around that bitch like they ain't got to have no mask on, going to brunch, that brunch boots out, you know, and, and, and living their best lives. There is no brunch worth my life. Like, not during a pandemic. Absolutely no brunch worth my life. You can brunch. You could brunch in a, in, in a couple of more months if we all just, you know, do do what we need. I to mean, do. but we can't. That's the problem. Every time it looks like we're close to being somewhat low cases, low numbers, you know, people improving who are actually seriously sick or ill, you know, we have idiots like this who are like, by the way, everything's back open. Don't wear a mask. Like, do you know that's just taking steps backwards? Like, and I get it. People are tired of being locked up. People are tired of wearing these fucking masks. People are tired of not having like life as they know it. But if you're not going to do what we're supposed to and what the scientists are saying, are we really ever going to get there? Like people mm-hmm. are traveling like, and don't get me wrong. I can't wait to go on my vacation. Like I am vacation, vacation, relaxation, ready. Do you understand? But I'm not trying to be part of the problem. Like, mm-hmm. if I don't have to travel, I'd prefer not to travel just because I think, like, you know, with all of us in the air and on the plane, I don't know who I could get sick. I don't know who could get me sick. Like, it's just not, in my mind, it's not the best idea because I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm ready to get out there and start traveling again, but everyone has got to be patient. Like, you've got, I don't know, you got to be patient. You've got to be respectful of what the scientists are saying, even if, like, there's some things you disagree with. Because at the end of the day, who really wants to continue to be doing this in 2025? Like real shit. Like seriously, I don't, I know by the end of 2022, maybe 2023, I don't want to hear COVID not one more time. <laughs> like seriously, I don't want to hear that people have died from it. I don't want to hear that people have gotten it. I just want to act like it never existed. And you know, you never do that. It's always going to be a part of our history because I'm, uh, unfortunately we, just got you know i it just makes me think like how long did they have the deadly flu when it when it first came like how long did they go through this like you know what i'm saying like how long did they go through because i think I- it maybe lasted like a year a year and a half but they weren't traveling like we were their their world was so different from ours yeah so different and one thing I always saw that they had they doggone mask on. Now if they could do it if, if, if they could wear their mask back then. You tell me we can't wear a mask. I mean, a lot of people can wear a mask. They're not going to. That's the period. Then they're, they're not going to. And I just want to let y'all know, just because Greg Abbott said I'm ending the you know mask mandate, that does not mean you can walk in a federal building i want y'all to understand that a federal building 
without a mask because don't get yourself arrested being like Greg Abbott said I don't have to wear a mask okay great but we go by what the president of the United States said this is not a state we're this is not a state-run business we are federal so that means I mean you're trying to walk your butt in them federal buildings and, and, and you think- very clear Greg Abbott is old as shit so he's lived his life to the fullest um <laughs> seriously Greg Abbott is old as shit like, so for you to tell, like, someone who could possibly catch it, who's, you know, between, I don't know, I hell, I don't know, 17 and thir- uh, and 65 to go out there and not wear a mask and you don't know if they could catch it or they could come home and give it to their loved one elderly or something and they die, that's real selfish. Yep. You know, that's just my Real opinion. selfish. And I think it was probably listening to Dan what Dan Patrick asked when he said, uh, uh, what did he say when he, like, earlier when the, he said, basically, the old people should, you know, risk their lives to, to get the economy rolling, and it doesn't matter if they die because, you know, they have lived their lives, and they should be doing this for their grandkids and all this stuff, and I'm like, uh, no, so not okay with me because I don't want my mom to die. Right, I mean, I just think, I understand he's trying to make everything back to normal, but I think people need to still wear their mask. I think if you're going to open up Texas 100%, we need a mask. Well, Texas shouldn't be opened up 100%. But I mean, the vaccines for people who want them, I'm not saying everyone has to get them. That's not what I'm saying. But I think if you want it, you should have the opportunity to get it. And that's not something that's happening because they don't have that many right now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they just got the new, what, Johnson & Johnson but I don't even think they have enough. Like I said, I think they're still produced. To me, until everybody in the world, unless we have enough to, to to honestly circulate around the world, or at least around the United States, we don't even have enough, honestly, to circle around the United States. So until we have enough to circle around the United States, we shouldn't be thinking about no mask. You get what I'm saying? Right. Everybody should be wearing a mask. Period. Yes, because we don't have enough to, to to circulate. And now I just saw on um NBC Nightly News I was watching and they were talking about kids or you know who have ongoing symptoms due to coronavirus. And this girl was like every week I get a like pounding headache. You know, I can uh boy was like I shake every time I write. You know, all this stuff that these kids were saying because remember at one point they were saying kids can't get the virus. And so these these were kids coming on as saying, you know, all the effects that they got, you know, breathing is hard for me. There's a lot of times where I have to catch my breath, all this stuff, because they were told kids couldn't get the virus. And, you know, some kids were walking around without masks. My niece and nephew always had a mask on, though, because they, as of right now, doing the doing a coronavirus, they were 10 and 11. My sister, you know, Liz don't play that. She works at at the hospital so we always had them with a mask on we didn't double mask but we did have them with a mask on uh but i it it just it's so crazy to me that so many parents didn't have their kids with mask on i mean the whole thing to me is crazy because if you realize how many people have died from this disease this virus like wouldn't you like just want to take precautions where you could not saying you can control it and you shouldn't be living in fear. If you want to go to the bar and have a drink, that's on you go to the bar and have a drink. But at the same time, like, damn, 
it's okay if I wear a mask to the bar. It's okay if I wear a mask until my drink comes. And then once I start drinking, I may not wear my mask. You know, like, okay, there could be some type of stuff like that going on. But just, you know, to be a leader, air quotes on that, and be like, don't wear a mask. Everything's cool. Good. I I promise you, you'll be safe. What? What? I'm disgusted. I'm honestly disgusted. To me, Greg Abbott is a big dummy. We, uh, there's nothing really more to say about that, uh, about that dummy, but just that he's a dummy. And, uh, y'all be safe out there because don't be going around here thinking that you don't need to wear a mask. And then you end up, you know, think about, it's more than you need to think about yourself. Think about everybody else involved. You are literally infecting when you do stupid stuff like this but moving on so we won't have to listen to this imbecile girl do you know what's coming on did you hear about like what's 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 happening real real soon no i heard across the pond they might not be too happy but uh did you see the little like snippet of oprah megan and harry oh yeah like was just like it's nothing off limits but you know what once i saw somebody say and i thought it was the stupidest thing I, I i've actually read like in a while on the internet they were like i hate the way that megan and harry is using this like diana st- storyline as a reason why they don't don't want to be uh in the media uh like it's like they're milking her death and i'm thinking First of all, that's his mother. And it's not Megan mentioning this. It's actually Harry mentioning this. And Harry saw firsthand. Well, Harry was also really young. And now I'm not saying what they said is right, but Harry was significantly younger. You know know when Princess Diana died, they weren't like two, three. No, I know that. But I'm saying like he was significantly younger. I don't think he grasped the concept of what really was going on until he got older and he started living it. And then I think it was kind of like that's why he was just like, hey, it's too much for me. You know, like this is dangerous because he saw, you know, like he said, I saw what happened to my mom was slowly maybe repeating itself. And that's not something I'm willing to risk. Well, yeah, I get that, but he was 12. So I think he had a good, you got to think about it. When you were 12, you had a good view of reality. He probably saw the cameras chasing his mom all the time. He probably saw the harassment she was getting. You get what I'm saying? And no, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, I'm not disagreeing with Harry. I'm saying, though, maybe not to the fullest extent until he got to his adulthood yeah. and realized how they were hound, like hounding him as an adult. But then also when he got married, it became a whole different level and he saw things like slowly in his mind, what could be lead to a repeat mm-hmm. of what his, happened to his mom. And he was like, I'm not with the shit. Because I honestly, this is just for me. I do think, and I saw just from looking at some of the tabloids, looking at the media, looking at people like Pierce Morgan, who's just downright vow. Like he's just a terrible human. Um, hearing some of these reporters, I can't even think of that. Um, old. uh, uh, washed up British reporter lady who uh, looks like she's uh, 110 years old and she's supposed to be like, she just looks like gross. She looks absolutely disgusting. But she stayed with Megan's name in her mouth, you know, and she's not, I'm not racist. I'm not racist, you know, but uh, praised um, Kate, you know, and, I, and Kate was just, could do no wrong, but, you know, 
Megan was just the sin of the earth. Um, and to me, it's no way Megan could hear that every day, see the lies being printed about her every day. You know, can't turn on the TV without her getting a dragging. Every time she walks somewhere, oh, she's doing something wrong. I mean, she could never just walk. You get what I'm saying? She couldn't even walk two steps without doing something wrong. Even when she had her baby, the way she handled they, they, you know, tried to tell her she was doing stuff wrong. She should have came out earlier. She should have done all this stuff. You get what I'm saying? Her mom's in the picture. Why? You get what I'm saying? Like, I get that. Now, on some things, I, I have been like, well, Megan wasn't following the rules and she didn't. Well, I don't really care about the rules. This is this is me. Right. But no, that's what I want to say. I don't. I don't care about the rules. I, I do not care about the, uh, I, about princess. I don't care about Queen Elizabeth's rules. Queen Elizabeth's rules can kiss my ass because Prince Queen Elizabeth is nothing to me. So I don't care about Queen Elizabeth's rule. I'm just saying for me, I don't care about Queen Elizabeth's rule. I done seen the crown, so I feel like I know Queen Elizabeth. So I don't care about Queen Elizabeth's rule. And I love that Harry didn't care about Queen Elizabeth's rules either. But my whole thing is no way you get that much heat every day and don't have depression, don't have, you know, you're not anxious. You're not, you know, you, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if she said I had panic attacks. I'm not even being funny. I this is not me trying to be like, oh, you're doing too much. No, the amount of hate she got was absolutely out of control. It was absolutely out of control. And it's the same amount of hate that Diana got for literally breathing. And to me, because, you know, he didn't marry right. He didn't do all this stuff right. He married a divorcee. He did all this stuff. I respect Harry so much more because he said, I don't want nothing to do with this. Because at the end of the day, my wife, my child comes before any of this. All, I can go make my money and live, you know, across the whole, across the pond and live in America and, 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 and literally hustle, get a job like everybody else do and make my own money. So I will always respect Harry for sticking by his wife's side. That's just me. As he should have, though. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, because... But that's the thing. People want to call her manipulative. I was reading articles like recently, like she's manipulative. I read the articles. Because um, what they like fully, you know, if you haven't realized they were on a break when they first came to America, uh, California from the duties. And then they fully like, I think what, a week ago? Oh, I think a week or so ago, uh, two weeks ago. I want to say about a week ago, they fully just said, we don't want nothing to do with it. Like fully strip us of our duties. Like we don't care. <laughs> but you know what? I think that's the best because imagine, could you imagine, think about it, Bianca, you giving birth, you going through hardcore labor and within hours you have to go stand in front of a whole media and get your picture taken because it's the thing to do could you imagine you're still stitched up you're still bruised you're still battered you just delivered a baby out of your <laughs> you get what i'm saying I, I get what you're saying but now on some level and i will always argue this on some level i do think megan understood that there was rules to go 
going into this like and i know you don't care about rules i understand that but i am still saying this on some level she needed to understand that you know this is the lifestyle i'm marrying into this is what i now have to do now does that mean that i i, I think they shouldn't have left you know no it's not what i'm saying but i do think megan just as diana did you know she brought her own you know style to it and there's nothing wrong with that but just as diana did she tried to push the envelope too far now do i think that's a bad thing no are you saying diana pushed the envelope too far why well, I, I believe a lot of conspiracy theories about why diana's not here anyway i do think diana she was too independent like you know she was okay with being like this is me you know yes i you know and styles and her dresses weren't even like you know inappropriate but like example is diana had dresses that you know they're like they showed too much skin no they didn't you just didn't want her not following the dress code like this is about control and how much control you can have on a person and diana just like megan was like you are not going to have this much control over me (laughs) but that's not a bad thing no i'm not saying it's a bad thing but i'm just saying like i wonder if someone really sat down megan and explain like what she was really getting into that's my whole thing like did someone really sit down megan and be like look bro this is but you gotta think about it even when you say that think about it until you actually witness it you can be told this you know you gotta do this but until you're actually living in it and you cannot say it it, is nobody who can tell me it's nobody who can say that kate and and Megan are treated the same. You can't. Well, no, no. I'm saying, can nobody tell me there's not racism with at all? Megan is literally getting hate from the moment moment he said he was going to marry this black woman. You cannot say that Megan has just been trashed. No, huh? I mean, she's been absolutely disrespected, but we've all seen, like, everyone has seen that unfold. Like, we've seen that unfold right in front of our eyes. Like, we know that the way Kate does things is not as criticized as the way Megan does things. We've seen that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about that. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. And I don't think that they liked also uh think about it remember when she had the black pastor at her wedding and she kind of went against the rules of the traditional traditional wedding uh she didn't want donald trump there it was like ah, you who are you you know you you know you you don't want well then you can't help out have obama there you know remember all that stuff she she you know it's like okay well i guess we can't have any political leaders there then because i i do not want donald trump at my wedding like it's just enough <laughs> So to me, I actually respect, and to me, I don't think they're milking that D, the Diana story. I don't think a, a, a somebody can milk their mom's story. I think they see what happened to, I think, I, I, Harry has always been very vocal about what happened to his mom. And right. I mean, I think you can milk it. I don't think they're milking it, but I think it, a situation like that could be milked. I don't think that's what they're doing here, though. I think people are just seeing from their point of view now, what really was going on, because that's not a point of view you always see. Mm-hmm. 
like it, normally you see like the queen where the queen comes out and gives this the you know the narrative and everyone falls in line and that's not what's happening here right like they decided to be independent and everything else you know and it ain't like they missing on no money yeah <laughs> and it's not like the queen is mad at harry like she still loves her grandson that was oh, made she's very definitely cool. mad i mean are you kidding me <laughs> I kidding? mean, she might be upset, you know, she, but no, she is livid. She is mad. Ago, they have not. Harry will still get what he like his inheritance or whatever the hell it was. Like they, you know, they were the ones who said they walked away from the money. I'm not being funny, but when I was reading up upon like um the uh, the kingdom and all that stuff, they don't get any money. You do know that, right? Because they don't need it. Because they literally can go anywhere and everywhere they want it. They're not charged anything. So they don't get a salary. Yeah, right, but they don't get a salary. But the queen, out of her money, get that's how they were living. Like, you know, they don't have any money. That's what they the initial thing was. They were all like, you know, the queen says they can have this, I don't know, branch of the house or whatever the hell it was with, you know, this much money a year or stuff like that. That is what I mean. Oh, but no, they gave up all of that. That's what I just said. They no, gave that up. Said, but it wasn't like he could still get his. But you say he could still get his um, inheritance. Like, it was still offered to him. They were the ones who said, "Hey, we don't need it." Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't like she was like, "I'm taking." They, they were, they, you know, hey, we don't need your money. Well, of course they went, and I think that was very a smart, a smart thing to do because, to me, if they would have asked for it. I feel like if they would have kept it, I feel like she would have been like, well, you kind of owe me. Right. Well, that's just a form of control. Right. We all know that. Yeah. Like, I'm glad they gave up that. The bodyguards, you don't want none of it. No, no, no. I take mean, it all with their own bodyguards. Yeah. Like, take it all away. And to me, I mean, now Harry is very able, and I don't think he's probably ever been this independent a day in his life. So I get. I think they said they stripped him of his um, uh, um, I want to say army, all his uh, uh army stuff, and, and because he gave up all his uh world titles. So even like he was, you know, how he uh, didn't he didn't he fight in, in the war? Don't give me the lion. I think they both did. I think the brother. I think both brothers did. I, you know, I know they flew flew planes, didn't they? I mean, I honestly, Harry, I'm not gonna lie. I thought Harry flew the planes, but I could be lying. But I, I remember an interview where Harry was dressed and it looked like a, a um, uniform or something. So I, I, I don't really follow them. Like I follow somewhat of the royal life, but like I, like I said, when the Harry and Meghan first got married, like I felt like they were pushing this royal life like on us as Americans, and like I liked Meghan, but I don't really care enough you know what i mean like i don't want you to be mistreated but i also i got my own life that i'm living as a peasant i don't really give a shit about you know well i just always kept up well not always kept up but i always when i saw them in interviews i would of course you know if if i'm watching because i always used to watch nbc nightly news so when i saw carrie or william on there of course i would listen you know watch the interview and stuff like that so that's you know how i really i say got my dose of them but you know they don't do it they don't do an interview every day. Right. You know, so when they would do their interviews, like, oh, we sat down with Harry or we sat down with William or we sat down with them, you know, or if, you know, if I'm watching an Oprah interview, like, I'm going to watch this Oprah interview because I want to see what the tea. Because I know. Because Oprah was very clear. There is nothing off limits. One thing you know about when you interview with Oprah, she's not going to pay you a dime. 
Because <laughs> she's like, I'm Oprah. I don't pay for interviews. Are you kidding me? She's not going to pay you a dime. And Oprah all has always said from the beginning, oh, and that's old school journalism. There is nothing off limits. Well, I mean, it should be good, but, you know. So I'm, so I'm, a whatever, I'm glad they're doing what works for them and what makes them happy. Now, I will be the first one to say this. They asses better stay together. They probably will. I think they're going to stay and together. I, I more didn't really mean that. I mean that from like a standpoint of all that both have sacrificed, and <laughs> from a standpoint of what she has sacrificed and gone through, like mentally with all that type of abuse. I mean, all of it. They better stay together. Like y'all could hate each other, live on separate wings. I not never want to hear one rumor that somebody is stepping out of line on someone or leaving. Do you understand? Y'all need to stay together. Well, I I think they will because it's not like a, it's not like a, a Diana situation where I'm basically this is already arranged for me. This right. is already been giving me to me. He he, what was arranged for him? He said no. <laughs> well, he said no to what was arranged for him and got himself somebody older and blacker. So. <laughs> You know, that's what I got to say. But y'all, I do just want to say before we leave, before we wrap it up, if you have not watched U.S. versus Billie Holiday, I suggest you oh, go watch it. Good. I don't want to try. Oh, good. I mean, it's like I didn't know all that was attached to the song Strange Fruit. I did not know all of this FBI, all of this hate. All of this, you know, white people really not wanting to hear this song high up. I didn't, and I didn't understand, I didn't know anything really about Billie Holiday's life. So when I found out about her life, <sighs> Billie, you had a hard life. You really did. I, she died at 44. Right. With like, I think when she died, she only had $7 to her name. Like uh, $750 is what I read. It was attached to her. Okay. Yeah, or I mean, something. but like she definitely was mistreated. Like, yeah, like her, her her life was very hard. I think she was raped at ten. Uh, she was a sex worker because I'm on uh, uh by like thirteen. I mean, so it wasn't like abandoned by you know her mom kicked her out at six. Her dad basically left because her mom was thirteen. Her dad was fifteen when they got pregnant. Parents kicked them out the house, and they had to make it on their own. And so Billy did not have an easy life. So when I read it, oh, it was, it was, yeah. When I was reading up on her story as I was watching the movie, because you know, sometimes you're like, well, hold on, let me see how she got to this part. And I was just like, I see why. You know, sometimes we just want to say people are addicted to drugs is because, you know, everybody got a story. Uh, so if you have not watched, and uh, Andrea Day, congratulations, she won the Golden Glow. So I'm very proud of her because she really, I didn't really know much about Andrea Day. The only song I knew from her was that Rise Up song. Like I'm sure everybody else knew. I didn't really know much about her, but she played the hell out of Billie Holiday and she sounded like Billie Holiday. So I'll see y'all next time. Love y'all. And I'll have Bianca wrap it on up. Well, yeah, y'all on that note, but you know, we did forget we're, we're out of time, but we did, um, Damn, my mind is going blank. We did forget something um, on this one. We we definitely were supposed to talk about and bring up, say our condolences to Mr. 
help me with the name. Uh, I feel like it's Jordan Johnson. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to miss 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 say his name. So I, my mind is. Ugh, wait a minute. I'm like, hold on. I don't want to go. I don't want to start lying now. I don't want to start lying. But he is a civil rights activist that we do want to give a huge shout out to. Before too, he was very close to uh, <clears throat> doctor. Doctor, yeah, right. To uh, <laughs> to Bill Clinton. Well, I was about to give Bill Clinton a whole doctorate. Boy, boy. <laughs> no, but yes, y'all, I was right. Mr. Vernon Jordan, he was a civil rights leader. He was a close ally to um, Bill Clinton. He died at 85. So we did, you know, want to acknowledge him and say thank you for what you've done and the role you played. Um, speaking since we were talking about Billy Holiday, that had just came up on my mind. But y'all, be safe out there. Catch up on our shows. Catch us on Unapologetic Radio on Mondays, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, Real Times with the ZKB. If you want to keep emailing us, Real Times with the ZKB at gmail.com. As usual, we had fun. We'll be right back here next week. We expect to see you guys here as well. Have a good week. Peace. Peace. Greg Abbott, fuck you, sir.